my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, today's beautiful gospel is very familiar to all of us. So this morning, given the nature of the celebration here on the Feast of the Transfiguration, and with the presence of all the teachers and faculty and staff of E.D. White on my left-hand side, I want to emphasize a particular aspect of the gospel that I hope applies directly to our lives here on the campus and in all schools, but particularly all schools that profess a faith in Jesus Christ as the principal teacher in that school, as all our Catholic schools do. We know the first bit of it. Jesus is conversing with Moses and Elijah. In a nutshell, what does that mean? Moses represents the law, the first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah, which all observant Jews must learn by heart. Elijah represents all of the prophets who prophesied that God the Father would so love the world that despite all our sins and all our rejections of his love and all our failings, he would send his only begotten son who would not be rejected and he would redeem us from our sins and for the fact that we would continue on sinning because of our human nature at every Mass, so important to all of us Catholics, the same Christ renews again his sacrifice of Calvary where the Father is once more given his own Son in sacrifice through your faith and mine in atonement for our sins, that we may continue to know, but more importantly, become more like Jesus. The three men who were with Jesus were his three best friends at a human level. Peter and the two brothers. He brought them away from the rest because they wanted to get away for a break and they went up a bit of a mountain to pray and these two men appeared to them. Why did that happen? To show these men two things and to show the rest of us by association what it really meant. One, Moses and Elijah represent the whole Old Testament. I've said this before in this church and others. People who say Catholics don't know the Bible are wrong. We mightn't have read the Bible. Those of us in my area my generation were told actually not to read the Bible, at least in Ireland. But the reality is we know the Bible by heart because the Bible comes down to two books, the Old and the New Testament. And the Bible comes down to two words, Jesus Christ, who is the word or all the words of the Bible become flesh. Jesus Christ is the Bible in his fullness. So Moses and Elijah are attributing to Jesus that everything they stood for He's now fulfilling. His three apostles, of course, still only saw him at a human level. They did not know he was the Son of God. They knew something remarkable was happening with him, but they couldn't define it, which is why he told them at the end of all this experience, don't tell anybody yet till I rise from the dead. It goes on in another gospel to say they were puzzled as to what he meant by saying, till I rise from the dead. But here's the point for today's Mass. His words of God the Father given over the Son. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. All of us, at the moment we receive the gift of the sacrament of baptism and the gift of the Holy Spirit to take residence in our soul, of every one of us, God the Father speaks at that moment, this is my beloved Son, or this is my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to her. And from then on, we have a mission to be Christ-like in what we say and do with, through, and for others. That Christ is always active in his church through the baptized faithful, all of us. But in particular, because children can be so managed and their little minds so thwarted or so developed positively that that ministry of teaching is vital 
to the profession of teaching. So when we understand the meaning of, of baptism, and we hear the voice of God saying, You are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. I can now translate that sentence back to myself and say, I am a child of God. So I'm now going to ask you to do three things after me. I'll repeat that sentence and break it. And just repeat after me with conviction, because you are all baptized into Christ and given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This is particularly important for where I'm going with a small point for all our teachers, all our teachers present. I am a child of God. I am a child. I am. One more time. I am a child of God. I am a child. I am. What's God's name? I am. Yahweh, the Old Testament. I am. Each of us have been given to live the divine life of God in our human form. In reality, we can say, I am. I am not God, but I am of God. And I can teach what Christ would want me to teach. Because I am of God. And so my teaching, my telling, my speaking, listen to him, listen to her. Teachers are such privileged people. You have Christ as your mentor to teach children, to develop their lovely bodies, as you'll see, especially in a high school level. They go from being little children to young adults over the five or six years there. Their minds are massively expanded to think for themselves. But you also have to join a Catholic high school to develop their soul, to be aware that they're more than just a human being. They have a shade of the divine in their soul. So that every child coming out of every high school can say, every baptized child out of anywhere can say, I am. Yahweh lives in me. Because the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Blessed Trinity, lives in all of us through the sacrament of baptism. So to all of us today, become aware of the power you have, of the transcendent nature of who you really are. You and I at every Mass are being transfigured to leave every Mass a bit more like Christ than I was when I came in. Will I remain that way? Probably not because we all fall short. And that's the beauty of coming back to the sacrifice and sacrament once a week or as often as you choose to come besides that. So now for a moment, I'm just going to give a special blessing over the teachers of Edie White in representation of all teachers as the school years reopen, all teachers of all level. So Edie White faculty remain seated. Would everybody else please stand? And just wherever you are, extend your right or left arm in the direction of all these people over there. And before the blessing, there's a little poem which I absolutely love that many of you know is written by a local great poet who's now nationally known. And I will read it to the teachers. I light a spark in a darkened soul. I warm the heart of one grown cold. I look beyond and see within, behind the face. Beneath the skin, I quench a thirst, I soothe the pain, I provide the food that will sustain, I touch, I love, I laugh, I cry, whatever is needed, I supply, yet more than I give, I gain from each. I am most richly blessed, I teach, the gift of teaching, what a blessing to all of us, thank you for your vocation. And now the blessing prayer.
Lord our God, in your wisdom and love, you surround us with the mysteries of the universe. In times long past, you sent us your prophets to teach us your laws and to bear witness to your undying love. You sent us your son Jesus to teach us by word and example that true wisdom comes from you alone. Send your spirit upon these teachers and staff in front of us and all the students whose lives they will touch in the coming year and fill them with your wisdom and blessings. Grant that through this academic year they may devote themselves to their studies and share what they have already learned themselves with others. Grant them this, we pray, through Christ our Lord. On all of you, the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come on you and remain forever.